Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode uh, 701. There must be a 701. I'm trying to think. Is there a 701? Is there a kind of... Uh, I missed. A Wagyu very kindly sent me a whole list of 700 things that I could have quoted. MSQ 700, System 700, and I completely forgot <laughs> to mention anything. It's one of the things we occasionally do. Perhaps I should rewind a bit and just explain what the heck I'm on about or what relevance it has. This is Sonic Talk. It's a podcast to do with music technology and... Uh, Music production, software, synthesizers, studio work, live production, all of the things and the technology that surround music, including distribution and all of that kind of stuff. So please sit back and join us for the next hour or so. We've got people in the chat room, uh, li- live Sonic chat, and I've got I've got a new shot. I can throw that one up there, couldn't I? I could do that one, which has got the... Uh, I've got the, the, the chat on the side. Uh, I think it's working. Seems to be going. Um, and I want to say thank you very much to all our uh, live sponsors and all our patrons. If you want to join us on Patreon, in fact, you get a name check at the end of the show, because if you do it quick, you might actually do it, because it you might get shown because it's live. So I'll just play the little Patreon video. Uh, we post ad-free versions of everything. We also post a... Uh, uh, pre-show of this show up there exclusively we've also got uh, patches downloads decent sample patches in fact i'm doing currently doing a um i'm currently doing a uh, a review of the roland boutique jd uh, no jx08 which i'm really enjoying actually I, I i've never heard a chorus so monstrously wide and impressive on any synthesizer ever i, I mean it probably helps i didn't actually have jx8p back in the day but it's a really impressive and huge sounding thing so that will be coming up soon i've also uh, if you haven't seen it we've also got our show that we did with uh Oh, Yuhi. We've got uh, Howard Scar, Victor Weimer, and um, uh, Urs Heckman. We've just published that today. It's a sort of sound designer's chat, which is kind of interesting. Uh, and I've shot an interview with Andrew Huang yesterday, which will also be coming up. So plenty of stuff to look forward to. So thank you, everybody. If you like what you see, uh, ring the bell, subscribe, do all of those things that you're supposed to do and I'm supposed to remind you to do being the host. So let's say hello to our friends. Uh, we've got, and oh, we haven't had him for a little while, we've got Mr. Dominic Hawkins, uh, Mr. Wiggly, aka Mr. Wiggly, who's there hello. in his studio where he's masterminding his own digital publishing strategy as well as fabulous, fabulous plugins, uh, or a plugin. Um, more to come, I'm sure. Uh, the incident. One day. How are One you, day. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. It hasn't been that long, two or three weeks or something, a couple of weeks maybe. Um, but yeah, I've been busy programming. Um, can I, I don't want to talk about Macs too much. I just remembered this one thing I discovered with my Mac laptop, my new Mac laptop. I have the little plug to plug it into a second display, USB-C to my display. It charges the laptop. It's just incredible. When I plug it, the second monitor in, the second monitor charges the laptop, which is just one of those unique little things, little touches, which is great. Uh, I thought, I must go down and fetch my, uh, literally, I I better go down and fetch my charger. And I thought, hang on a minute, it's charging. How's that? And it's the USB-C cable that sends the video to to the monitor that I've got. Charging it in reverse, if you like. Interesting. Really sweet. I don't know why that popped into my head, but... Uh, no, that's that's uh, I, the, the other thing I noticed. God, my my laptop's not charging. It's not charging. What's wrong with it? But actually, what it says is you're not using the battery, so we're we're managing it for you. We're not going to let you charge it full. We'll keep it at the optimum amount so that it doesn't wear out too fast. Which whatever I thought, oh, next, whatever next, whatever really, next. Really eh? I, I did watch the Yuhi thing this morning, though. I just noticed you pop up, and it's well worth a watch. So if you're if you're watching this, it's a, a very interesting on sound design and the way they approach it and stuff. So. Do go yeah, check that some, out, folks. It's excellent. 
there's some great features in uh, uh, which I didn't realise. Apparently, you can set control law for all of the parameters, so you can figure out how, yeah. whether you want the knob to be logarithmic or uh, uh, um, yeah. or exponential or you know or just linear, and and that's just like mind-boggling because that means yeah, it, with a very uh, useful explanation on what control law actually is, which is also new to me. But it's just the the way the the, the knob interacts scaling-wise, I suppose, isn't it? But yeah, really, yeah, really good. Really so. Well, uh, yes, thank you for that extra plug. Yes, I, well, we will. Uh, and also we have Mr. Gaz Williams, who's over there in Bristol. Gaz Williams from, uh, you may recognise him from uh, such things as the 1010 Music uh, Nano Box Review, uh, but also his own YouTube channel. And um, what else? Uh, yeah, live stuff. <laughs> Playing live. Live stuff. Yeah. Live, yeah. Yeah, I had How a great gig at the weekend. Yeah, I'm really pleased. I, I'm really pleased. Yeah, I'm pleased with myself, if I'm allowed to be. Um, I, I'm just uh, gigging again, you know, that was great gigging at the weekend. So it was just so nice after, you know, all of the terrible stuff we've been through. So to be out there playing is uh, so joyful. And speaking of which, I am actually doing my first ever modular gig tonight, which I'm kind of nervous and excited about. Uh, but I'd just like to mention what that event is, if I may. It's called We All Play Synth, and it's a Bristol kind of group who are, um, who've been putting on events uh sort of in a in a function room in a pub but now they're taking it to the big stage so to speak and um lost horizon which is a, a pretty new venue that's opened in bristol in the last few months and uh you know decent venue big pa and stage or whatnot um so that's going to be quite an interesting event there's quite a lot of performers mind but um free entry it's yeah did you say seven, 12 i think so 11 or 12 yeah so there's plenty of performers are gonna uh so that's gonna be tonight free entry uh but also they are open for anybody to come along and play you know in uh, for the next show you know to get your name on the list if you are interested in you know doing live performance i've, I've posted uh, the link to the uh, to the chat just so that people can see where because what time are yeah. you on guys i don't know i think i'm on last well i don't know i'm i'm my, my name's at the bottom of the list so i'm either you know i'm either you know i'm bottom of the lists but i'm assuming that's the running order rather than uh order of um important but this is interesting to me because those of you who followed my kind of Eurorack dabblings or rather failings um you know this is going to be quite interesting i have been working with another person um on we're gonna well with mr steve davis actually uh we're we're gonna be doing some gigs together and i'm really looking forward to that so uh spent a little bit of time with him and uh getting this uh jamming sort of communicative performing thing going on i'm loving that but um you know, so to actually play on my own is going to be a bit strange. I much prefer to play with someone else. I'm a band sort of musician, really, you know, as opposed to a solo performer. Um, so I'm going to be kind of, uh, it's going to be a bit experimental tonight, but uh, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of interested in it. Uh, but just one big shout out to um, the maker of the case that I'm going to be using tonight that for my modules is called Damaru and they're available through Elevator Sound and absolutely brilliant uh lightweight but metal uh, aluminium strong case and I mentioned that because um I when I went to Steve's I went on a train and uh, the gigs we're going to be doing we're going to be going via train and now that that's not such a big deal for some people but for me gigging has always been lugging massive amounts of equipment needing you know big cars or vans or whatever so to be able to go 
in a kind of standalone way to a gig on the train is like, oh, I'm really excited about that. So, um, so this Damaru case. I can bring that up. Oh, yeah, let's just yeah. have a look. I've got, I think I've got that here. Hold on, I can put you in the... Uh, uh, let me just uh, get you in the right spot. Oh, sorry. Oh. I think we're double switching. Uh, uh-huh. uh, yeah, interesting. Mm. Uh, I need so, to scroll down, don't I? So... Yeah. Oh, so oh, right. Okay. That looks so nice. nice. Strong and light, and but also there's no branding on it, so it's very discreet, you know. Because uh, for those of you who use modular grid, you get the rather embarrassing thing of it tells you when you've put all your modules together, it tells you how much the it, all the modules cost, which is kind of... Yeah, <laughs> nobody needs to be that. reminded of that stuff <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, however this, this, what's nice about this case is it's pretty discreet and it's pretty small and I took it on the tube I had to do about three different tube jo- stops and stuff you know um, and I felt like oh, I felt really alright about it as opposed to being um, overburdened with stuff man with modular case and beard that's that it's just like uh, I, I can't. <laughs> it's, it's not uh, on a train no no actually if you'd yeah. been on a like a, un, a unicycle then that would have been mm. the, cre- the, the, the creme <laughs> of, uh, of hip, hipness i'm not you don't look anything like a hipster guy so i'm not saying but uh, you know it's just the description isn't it? i'm it's, I'm, it's, I'm, it's, the, I'm the king of hipsters i invented hipsterness so um so i'm not actually a hipster myself but they they're all followers of me so yeah uh, I, I think i'm the style true. icon i'm the style icon yeah <laughs> nice the style icon well you've got so far we've got two uh potential um two potential titles there i might put style icon in as a as a, as a possible there style icon and uh, modular headliner possibly both maybe it'll be modular headline style icon anyway let's get on to uh, some topics uh let me just uh find the right window yes this is interesting uh or maybe not we'll see Recorded at his home in New York City, this is Philip Glass's beloved piano, his primary instrument for over 30 years. Discover the unique sonic personality of this baby grand with a range of sounds. This is what it sounds like. And because creativity shouldn't be complicated, we've made it into this. And best of all, it's free. Yeah, that's the Spitfire audio uh, usual thing, which is uh, kind of cool. The Labs thing, um, this is interesting. It was his 85th birthday. I think he was 85 either yesterday or Monday. Uh, obviously, it's interesting. Philip Glass is such an iconic figure. And it, I'm trying to think of a contemporary modern composer, uh, possibly Michael Nyman, maybe those two. They both kind of became almost like rock stars. It was kind of very trendy. They were they were, they were were recognised. It's that crossover between that and classical, you know, but their own works, obviously, both quite systems-y. I think, I, I think not, is Nyman considered? To, yeah, he's a systems, early adopter of systems music which was a kind of uh, polyrhythms on polymeters and kind of uh, opposing rhythm. But yeah, this is the uh, Spitfire glass piano. I mean, I don't know whether they're doing another version which has got more stuff, but it's got a bunch of different uh, presets in it. Just trying to remember now. Uh, It's got uh, glass grand, glass grand... Glass Grand Soft, Anthem Flow, Metamorphosis, because it's got various kind of reverbs and whatnots in it. this, I don't know how they keep doing this, but it's a brilliant piece of marketing, and I think I'm going to have to go back and get this. This and Soft Piano are probably going to be my favourite ones. Mm. Anybody care to comment? Yeah, oh, agreed. Huge, um, huge, huge, huge uh, Philip Glass, man. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, go on. 
I should have. I should have. I should have introduced. I thought I was, <laughs> the delay is a bit transatlantic. Go on, Gaz. Sorry, carry on, Gaz. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the most influential uh, composers, musicians in my in my life. You know, and what an amazing, amazing, amazing musician. Um, and happy birthday, Phil. Eighty-five, and they're still active. So brilliant. Um, but he. He's just such an iconic musician. Uh, first thing I ever heard by him was uh, Einstein on the beach, which I'd never heard anything like it. Um, and it just really changed my entire, yeah, really. It's a, it changed my entire uh, appreciation of music, I suppose, as such as his influence. And then seeing uh, Koyan Esquatsi and... Um, uh, but I did actually manage to meet him once as well, which is a big thrill. I don't think he oh was my. particularly pleased about it. He wasn't very pleased about it. <laughs> <laughs> you seem to have a, but, you um, have a lot of stories about people who aren't very pleased about it. I mean, Rick Wakeman, didn't you have a story about yeah. Rick Wakeman? I mean, it was, it was well, more that you yeah. you that you, yeah. you, uh, you blew his gaff rather than, uh, rather his... than he wasn't pleased to meet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, but this is an astonishing thing to be free, though, isn't it? I mean, this is Philip, you know, a, a multi-sampled piano being free is one thing but it being philip glass's personal piano that he's composed on almost you know it's his principal instrument for 30 years that's astonishing so i mean yeah what is it i mean are they going to bring out like a super multi-gig version of it it seems just too good to be true almost um but uh you know as with all of the labs plugins you know the interface is simplicity itself you have virtually you know well, what, about three controls maybe something that controls amount of reverb or the decay maybe i'm not even sure but um that's almost by the by with it's philip glass's piano you want it to be as close to philip glass's piano experience as possible uh but wow fair play spitfire what a gift to the world you know yeah it's absolutely amazing, isn't it? yeah, i think it's brilliant i mean it's actually uh it, it's a but it's a i thought i was trying to find out what it was and it's not listed anywhere and i looked in one of the photos and it's actually a baldwin baby grand and it's in his flat in uh in new york i guess he's got a flat everybody has a flat in new york not many people have houses um so yeah that's what it is i know dom have you tried any of the lab stuff i mean some of them are great i mean it's almost like that kind of yeah. high micro sample that just happens to capture the essence of whatever it is yeah. need to be huge totally um i mean and i love i love piano i thought I, I discovered the ultimate piano for me which is this ravenscroft one that uvi make but i mean it's a very personal choice it just seems to because i am i was i'm a piano player i did all the grades and, and i've got well now i have this kx88 this old school yamaha touch uh you know piano style keyboard but I wanted something that was as close to a piano that, to me that it felt like as, as possible. So I've ended up with that one, but it doesn't always sit in tracks when I want to hear it. So, um, I, I can't really get enough of these things. And this sounds absolutely lovely. I tried to get it installed before the, the show, but I didn't, I didn't want to, uh, it got a bit close. I didn't want to reboot <laughs> and install it at the last minute just to try it. So, but, um, oh, yeah, I mean, they, they should be charging for this. I mean, the Spitfire stuff, I say they should be. Please don't charge for this because it's an absolutely <laughs> wonderful gift, <laughs> as, mm. as Gaz says. And I mean, the, the Spitfire stuff isn't cheap. It's incredibly high quality. Um, and I did bite the bullet. I was doing some film stuff, um, particularly for that kind of genre. And I, I bought a couple of packs, you know, and it's like, oh, it's quite, quite a lot of money there. But they are incredible. 
And it's a really nice thing for them to to kind of give back in this way. But I think up until now, most of the give backs have been slightly quirky, perhaps not so usable. You know, they might be great for one thing, but they're not your standard stuff. And you've thought, well, that's really nice, but maybe maybe they didn't want to include that in the main pack, so they're giving away. This is this is a hardcore main instrument that you can use for entire tracks and stuff. You know, it's it's, it's brilliant for them. They're really, really nice. Um, and it uses the same. I mean, they've got their engine and their sampling down to a T now, haven't they? I mean, it's this really, uh, it is really their time has been for the last year and a half where they just exploded into maybe a more mainstream market away from just the film composers and that kind of thing and crossed over into just a, a massive market by themselves. So full marks. And yes, it's, uh, it's kind of, um, amazing that they can give it away like this and i really hope it works i hope it introduces a lot of people to their hardcore kind of strings and, and orchestral sounds stuff like the bbc thing um i guess that's the idea really i mean it. that would be that's what they're going for uh, in case yeah. you're interested you can uh, find baldwin i don't think they make them anymore but you, there are quite a lot of baby grands on uh, ebay and then you know when we've been looking at other pianos which could go up to sort of hundreds of thousands of pounds they seem quite reasonable mm. and most of these are under 10 grand and I always fancied a baby grand, I must admit, but it's, you know, I haven't got room for anything like that. But if I well, ever did... Your little flat in New York might be pushed to, 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 to fit it in, though, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I suppose so. I haven't got a little flat in New York. Maybe if I got one, then I'd have to get a baby grand. Or maybe if I got one, I'd probably be able to afford a baby grand. <laughs> so, yeah, true. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe that's, uh, that's it. Okay, I'm just going to um, uh, um, buck with, with uh, tradition and bring in a message from our friends over at Isotope. I want to tell you, about their subscriptions. Isotope Producers Club is a -a one-of-a-kind membership for producers ready to take their tracks to the next level. Once you join, you'll gain access to powerhouse Isotope plugins and a curated selection of tools from our partners, such as Melodyne from Celimony. Plus, as long as you're a member, you'll get every future update to the Isotope plugins in your membership for no extra cost. We'll also regularly serve you new curated content like exclusive inspiration-sparking sample packs and preset packs and industry-leading training ranging from our own tutorials to vocal production lessons from the world-renowned Berkeley Online, taught by Grammy-winning producer and engineer Prince Charles Alexander. With new content being added every month full of valuable production techniques, tips and tricks, and solutions to common production problems, becoming a member is an investment in your career that grows as you and your career do. For more information on Isotope Producers Club, head to isotope.com. And once again, we thank Isotope for their continued sponsorship of the show. And if you remember, if you go to isotope.com forward slash Sonic Talk, there is, in fact, a special landing page uh, where if you buy anything, you use the code SONIC10, that's SONIC and the number 10, uh, you can save an extra 10% on everything else uh, that they do. I mean, not subscriptions and not hardware, but all the other software products, which is very handy. And you can get get some real bargains there. So once again, we thank them for their sponsorship. And oh, I think we had a... uh Looks like we've had a super sticker. Is that a super sticker or a super stat? Thanks, mate. Wagyu. Ah, oh, that's very kind of you, dude. <laughs> uh, right. Um, so uh, let's see. Oops, wrong button. That's that'll that'll learn me. <laughs> oh, you do it, Andy. If you you press the super sticker button and then it will go away. Uh, this uh, for those of you who wonder why is it? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, this uh, Andy is switching this live uh, remotely, which is actually pretty cool. So uh, I'm not. I'm trying not to touch anything. Okay. So what's next for uh, our topics? Let's have a look. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, of course. Um, just before this, this came out sort of after our show last week, uh, and this is the news of the uh, the nano boxes, which are from um, Tenter Music, which me and Gaz actually reviewed. And the twos up. This is getting a bit meta because we're both remote and we're both doing a twos up remote <laughs> and play. But the, yeah, yeah, these are the new. I won't play. It's it's a, it's great fun review. We uh, we've got the lemon drop, which is the uh, um, the yellow. I, I should have brought it over. I've got it. I've got it. A tiny little thing, which is the size of a small chaosolator. Uh, it's a granular four voice uh, stereo instrument, uh, which is actually seems to be the one that people are really gassing after, even though it's only got four voices, because it's that sort of access to granular yeah. synthesis. Whereas you, Gaz, you had the Fireball, which is the bright red one, which I think you've got in your hand there. Yeah. Very vibrant. I can... Vibrant. <laughs> no! Oh! Oh! oh. <laughs> I think so you could get seeing two if I could even... <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you oh, know, how small... How small are they? It's, um, obviously, the price is the thing that's the kind of controversy about these things because sadly they're, they are a little bit more expensive than well than I think they perhaps intended them to be, and uh, and that's down to a whole bunch of things to do with like inflation and the chip shortage and various things like that. But uh, I mean, the reason why I'm mentioning that is that um, the price is uh, does seem i mean because what are they i think are they four hundred dollars three nine nine i think they're about uh three three nine maybe uk pounds so three nine nine us dollars so yeah they do seem mm -hmm. to i mean we we were a little bit kind of concerned that they might get a lot of flat but actually they seem to have been quite well received which is great uh, and the price you know it's inflation because what's happening is all these components that people have been sitting on the shortages have meant that the that the bill of costs which is the stuff that you use to the components any increase in that because typically the the, the bill of costs is mm. usually starts about is about 10 percent of the price so yeah on top of that you've got your retailer commission you've got and, it, and it, any increase can really drastically affect the uh, the final price and large companies who have a big range of products who might say maybe loads of money on one of their flagship products can afford to eat some of that loss on some of their smaller things just to keep people to their brand smaller companies like mm. 1010 and various just can't do that so they've had to pass right. it on and that's that's it. but but mm. they seem to be pretty well received yeah well i mean i think the thing is they do the the size doesn't kind of uh the sound of them rather is yeah. uh, belies the size you know they sound like premium instruments i think uh yeah the a to d quality really good quality and uh there's a few quirks with the operation but you know you do get around it really quickly and it is a and they well they're both very capable um machines they are almost identical they're identical other than the color physically and uh but when you get into the uh the operation of it they're almost identical there's only a handful of um parameters that are specific yeah, to the they, they, I mean they really specific. should they should I think they should make the uh, firmware interchangeable I think that would be yeah. there's no reason why not because it's unlikely mm. you're going to buy two but you might want to right. buy you know you might want to try them both yeah I mean even yeah. if they sold yeah. the if they sold the firmware you didn't have for like 50 bucks or something I think that would be wouldn't be unreasonable no uh so I mean you know I do think Going forward, though, we are, I mean, you know, perhaps this is indicative of what we are going to be seeing uh, 
you know, prices in general going up, especially for digital uh, digital synth. There's this rather funny situation that we've got into now, though, where for years and years and years, analog uh, analog synths were uh, prohibitively expensive, expensive because yeah. uh, the chips weren't being made anymore. Now they, you know, the chips have, uh, are being made again, aren't they? Lots of chips, like the the, the Sam thirty three forty, etc. And those chips haven't been affected by the uh, by the chip <laughs> shortage. So analog, analog, stuff is, analog is cheaper. Now. <laughs> Cheap, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I mean, which is great. You know, it's I mean, there's ebbs, the ebbs and flows of the complexities of a yeah, mm. of a uh, yeah, of a um, uh, of, of, of the capitalist system is is endless. Or the commercial system is endlessly uh, for uh, Dom. Are you are you something you'd be interested? In? I mean, it's interesting because yeah. many people you could sort of think well. I could run some, this this sort of app on an iPad or a phone quite easily. I would think with the juice we've yep. got available now. Yeah. Well, I'm a I'm a 1010 fan. Behind me, right there, switched off. That's the original 1010 Bitbox in my modular rack, um, and it's really good. I mean, it's a little little older now, and they've released a kind of souped-up version as a standalone desktop version, and now these. Um, but that did have interchangeable firmware. So in it, it's, a, it's a sampler that I use it for, and it's a really good sampler. It reminds me of a kind of the ease of use of like an old S1000 or something, but the quality is really good. And I bought it really to play loops back, and, and, and I just wanted to, to sound exactly the same as what I recorded into it. I wanted it to come out like that. Um, but you can do clever, use it for percussion and a, a standard sampler. It's very tactile. You can tap it and play and stuff. It's really, really good. Um, but you can load firmware on there that is that turns it into an effects box, and you can load firmware on there that turns it into a synth. So they released three versions. So you can you can buy whichever one you want, but just like you say, you can load it up ah, with the same firmware. Ah, yeah, well, that's although the, interesting. Surprising although the buttons that, won't correspond, if you see what I mean. Um, yeah. And it really is, I mean, it's free if you want to, you know, reconfigure it as an effects box or a synth, then that's absolutely fine. And they clearly hit on a, a core design with really good A to Ds, it's an ARM processor, and I haven't taken the back off, so I don't know what they're using, but it's it's a really good core basis for running software on. And now they're, I presume, something similar or maybe slightly more cut down is now running on 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 these ones. And it's, it's they should be throwing out as much as they could on that basis. Now, whether it's the ARM chips or the DSP that's giving them problems, it might be the ARM stuff because everyone is after ARM processes, you know, but not so many people are into the A to D market, then then that's that's unfortunate. But but you're right. I mean, I still have this kind of longing for uh something like that that I can just load VSTs into. Um, you know, that I can just go, oh, I just want to bang this VST and I want to take it on the road in my rack. I want I want to run. We've been close, we've been close, we haven't got there. I'm sure there are bits, but it's not it's not easy, you know. And that must be not far away from from that kind of a thing. Well, and you're right, I, it would I, be nice. Know, the Raspberry Pi, the Raspberry Pi should be able to do that. Uh just about Windows. Yeah, it depends. Implementation isn't um is interruptible. It's not, you know, so it'll glitch slightly. It's not quite there. But there there, it's, it doesn't matter. But that kind of thing, you're right. If you could four four hundred dollars would be a no brainer if they said and you can run any of these three or four different things. You can run Windows embedded on the Pi four, I believe. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Which may, sure. I mean, that we'll may, that. I don't know if that's, yeah, that yeah. would make sense, but it might be worth looking at. I don't know whether that's designed for real time audio uh, processing or more for yeah. other stuff. I don't know. But uh, yeah. 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 I, I, anyway, I mean, they're out now. Uh, you can get them. Uh, I hope it's a big success for him because, you know, I mean, as we know, yeah, the black box company. and the blue box, and we've reviewed those, they're, they're really kind of uh, really yeah, good. Yes. Can I, yeah. yeah. Just a little thing on this. One thing that we were talking about in the review is like, you know, who exactly would these be for? And I think there's lots of comments. But, people going me you know lots of people you know lots of people saying oh that's exactly what i'm looking for so something small so you know so there are people out there who are looking for more compact um products you know and don't maybe have an awful lot of space or want to take things with them or put them onto you know some sort of um, portable pedal boardy type situation uh and i was kind of kind of surprised how many people have actually reacted positively to the size and seeing the size as a positive rather than we were concerned that they were a bit small um you know because like if you'd put it in the black box or blue box kind of casing i think it would have been personally like a much more appealing prospect but uh no they seem to be quite appealing in, yeah. in that well, way. Yeah, well, it's great. Uh, yeah. Good. Hmm. I'm pleased that that's the case. Okay, uh, right. Well, let's see what's our, what's, what have we got next? Oh, this is interesting. I, I'm not quite sure what to make of this, but it, this is, uh, yeah, I think this is an interesting This is thing. a plugin which is very interesting because Effect Grid will basically turn any plugin you have into a multi-band plugin. But not only that, it will also let you build plugin change like Waves Studio Rack, but it uses the effects you are already have the plugin right that's uh, the uh, extremely enthusiastic uh, white noise studio who done some really good stuff actually and this is the only video i could find uh, uh, on this this is the effect grid and it's an interesting uh, idea it's a multi-band plugin uh, it allows you uh, let's see if i've got it here yeah it allows you effectively you've got nine um nine slots or not nine grids so at the bottom is uh uh quiet middle is loud uh, is medium and the height at the top is dynamic is height then we've also got low mid and top so you can and you can change the dynamic range that split you can change the frequency split it's also got uh, a separate bus outputs for each one you can put I, I don't know it looks like three plug-in instances in into each one and process them separately there's some really good demos on there i think the uh, white noise studio does a brilliant uh, demo where he just basically takes the snare from a stereo loop and draw and sends it to reverb and it just works absolutely brilliantly and it's it just seems like it's a thing now isn't it because we've had these kind of frequency uh, uh division stuff we've uh, we did the review of uh i've forgotten the name of it now um Owen Palmer did a great review for us i've forgotten the name of it but there's also the uh uh the uh, what's the other one <laughs> the uh um split eq all of that stuff this is really interesting mm. i'm gas i'm sure i'm thinking you know you're into mastering is this the sort of thing that yeah. you could kind of see being useful more than what you already use Ooh, for mastering i don't think so uh purely because uh with mastering i think it's all about having um 
well, for me personally, a limited range of options and just working very, uh, you know, on very specific things. This, I think, is is maybe a bit too creative for, for that particular purpose. That being said, though, it's a really interesting thing. I can see it being especially interesting for processing guitars. Um, it, it brought to mind a little bit um, Plugin Guru's uh, Unify plugin, just in that way of being able to kind of creatively build single patches out of lots of different plugins. And uh, yeah, they, I guess the key thing about this is, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's essentially a plugin host, isn't it? You know, but it puts things into those specific places, volume or tone. Um, yeah, I think as a guitar, as a guitar processor, mm. I think that's got huge, uh, huge potential. Um, I don't, know if, it ha- I don't well. know if it does real time. I don't know if it'll handle real time. I think that might Oh, be... I'm thinking, of, I'm meaning from, from, oh, from post, a production right. point. A post in post, yeah, as a production thing, um, just for making a, a single guitar just enormous by having it doing all sorts of things across the whole frequency spread. Um, so, yeah, really interesting. And of course, something like this, uh, it you know, if you've got however many plugins you've got, this just makes your plugin collection. Well, it just makes it infinite, doesn't it? The amount of possibilities yeah. that you could have. Um, bass guitar, I think, yeah, that's another really, that could be really good for processing it, you know, and just out of um, really tightening and boosting the low end. So you've got really solid uh, low end with, you know, compressing it and that sort of thing. And then making the the higher, the harmonics and the higher end, end of it, maybe um, with some panning right. and with some, you know, and, and, and all sorts yeah. of things. Mid-side, yeah, interesting. Yeah, really, really good. 45 euros, uh, 15-day free trial, VST, AU, and AX. I know, Dom, what do you think? Uh, I'm, I'm wondering about what, uh, how, it would cal- how you could calculate the latency, because well, ca- can it calculate the, the latency of the latency inside itself? Because it's very metal. Yeah, that's the only thing I'd be concerned about is, is phase differences as you're, you're playing with uh, filters across a different thing. I mean, uh, not tried it. Hopefully, they've sorted that. be very easy to check, and, and you, can, you can sort that stuff. But if you start putting a lot of different filters on there then or anything that introduces any form of latency then you might end up with a bit of phasing trouble but i mean it's it's neat you you do the same trick uh frequency wise by just um you know i've done it before if you want to just just add reverb to the top end of the snare then you can just put it to three groups you know have the same signal to three split groups the channels, yeah, just yeah. split the channels eq so so this is i mean it's a nice cool easy way of doing it but not level you'd have to really mess around with your kind of noise gates and stuff to get the level so I can see it. I can see it taking up loads of time and going around in circles and not getting anywhere if you start fiddling with it on everything as a creative kind of rabbit hole. Um, but partic- and particularly with loops as well, you know, you can use it the level to pull out like a little snare here. Well, that's a really nice one. But I can also see my, myself saving some sort of presets in there. So you know, uh, pu- putting the deesser in only on the loud points, perhaps of a vocal, and making sure that the reverb isn't on the bottom end. I just want it on the middle and the top and that kind of stuff, I can see it um, kind of working quite nicely as a, as a, a starting point, as a tool. Uh, but like I say, I'd be a li- little bit concerned as, as to latency and everything. But yeah. if they've got that fixed, it's a neat, it's a really neat idea uh, to combine the two like that. So I like in this, and it's it's cost effective. And uh, yeah, forty five euros is is you know it's it's very reasonable. So if anyone wants to check it out, Effect Grid. Um, I the the only thing that uh, White Noise guy said was there was a little bit of uh, he had a, some a couple of issues with uh, 
uh, crashing. But I think it's an early version. Uh, maybe, or maybe, maybe not. Maybe he was overloading it. I don't know. And I don't know what DAW was using it in. But uh, he's, it, it, overall, I think he was very impressed with it. Okay, right. Well, I think um, we'll probably just have a quick word from our friend. Well, as we've, uh, you, he, this is uh, uh, one that they want to tell you about the, or I'm going to tell you about the metaphorium. And, and there seemed to be a lot. I just did a voiceover on the video for this section. I haven't actually done an ad for them or anything. <laughs> just, just check. <laughs> This is Yuhi Metaphorium, a 220 plus strong sound bank for Hive 2.1 that has been custom crafted over a period of two years by Howard Scar, Victor Weimer and also Urs Heckman himself. The bank was originally commissioned as a custom set for composer Johnny Kilmack for projects he had coming up including a secret film. That film turned out to be The Matrix Resurrections. As Urs Heckman was one of the patch designers, features were added to Hive 2.1 to allow the creation of the new bank. Pretty cool. The sandbag is available via yuhi.com priced at €39. Euros. Use the URL bit.ly slash talkmeta. And like I said, uh, they've also uh, we've also just published the uh, we did a, a talk with uh, Urs, Howard Scar, and Victor Weimer, who were the three sound designers behind that sound pack. And there's a uh, a flip patch flip video that I did. Uh, thank you very much to them for their support. Okay, um, what's next on the list? Gosh, oh yeah, well, who doesn't love a massive reverb? Eh, I certainly do. <laughs> This is the Sign Vibes Hollow. Sign Vibes actually, they're, they're, become, they're like one of the sort of DSP superstar kind of gang. You know, they, they've done some great stuff for. Oh, yeah, they've done some great stuff for uh, the Korg range for their uh, little DSP on board. They've also did the, the effects algorithms in Dreadbox uh, Typhon. And this is just a massive hollow reverb. I think it's 24 delay lines, 32 filters, and a feedback matrix with as many as 256 connections. Uh, interestingly, they're using the Mtron Mark II uh, in this. I don't know. They can all sound a bit the same, these kind of massive reverbs. There's some really nice um, th thinner versions and sort of, I don't know, I, I, am, I, am I just out of step? Is it, are we starting to go back to like no reverb or very short reverbs? I don't know, guys, are you going to be using massive reverbs in your uh, modular gig tonight? Uh, no, not a little bit, but not, no, not big massive reverbs. <laughs> well, it's, it's quite a big, it's a, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, like that, you... <laughs> <laughs> you you were saying though that a lot of these reverbs sound the same, and when I heard that, I thought, "Wow, that doesn't sound like any reverb I've heard before." Yeah. So I think this has got a very unique tone to it, um, and you know, it's one of those wonderful things, isn't it? Those kind of reverbs, so you can put like a Casio VL tone or a stylophone or something into into a reverb like that, and it just sounds yeah. beautiful and I monumental. I know that's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah uh, kills a lot of time uh, but, in a composition as well <laughs> mm, how much is this this is quite affordable as well isn't it oh gosh it's uh let me see uh 39 bucks i mean right. most of their stuff is i mean they do sell sort of custom mm. oscillators and uh effects algorithms for the mini log and uh the mon uh, monologue uh you know the stuff that has the little dsp stuff in it yeah so, I mean, like, you know, um, Valhalla and Eventide, uh, you know, with the black hole, uh, you know, they've kind of really owned this thing. So, um, and have been incredibly popular. So I'm guessing that this is going to be 
really popular too. Um, beautiful for ambient kind of things. Um, beyond ambience, I'm not particularly sure what else you'd use these things for. Um, but to be honest, there is one of those things, isn't there? Just uh, just bathing in the beauty of these things. At home it's just not. It's up. it's like it's for your it's for your own private enjoyment, isn't it? You can just kind of yeah. noodle away just and like, just, just lose just yourself in the zone. Love it. Nobody ever has yeah. to hear it. It's just for you, <laughs> no, you know. And well, who wouldn't really want to spend? I mean, th- thirty nine yeah. bucks on something that you know that just gives yeah. you pleasure is really not yeah. very much to spend. Brain <laughs> massage. Thirty nine quid for a brain massage. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. that'll do. That'll do. I, I don't know, I, Dom. Dom, I, I'm, I'm not sure um, how you feel about massive long reverbs. You sound like the sort of person who, you know, you write songs and stuff. You haven't got time to wait for the reverb tale to end before you get to the no, bridge. Exactly. Well, I don't know. I mean, couple, couple the free piano from um, uh, oh, what's okay. the face it's, uh, with that. You've got a Spitfire. really good, a really good Spitfire. Yeah, sorry, a really good uh, team. Mm. But yeah, I mean. I think we really, really ripped into Bloom reverbs last time they were mentioned, but Ty was on, so he kind of inspired, you know, stoked the fire a little bit. But um, <laughs> this does sound nice, and I, I agree with Gaz, it does sound a little bit different. I'm not sure if I, I like it yet, um, but it does sound different. It has a different texture there. And to be honest, I think there's a difference in, if you're producing particularly pop, dance stuff these days then it's all about everything in your face not not bloom reverbs like that but if you're playing live ambient modulary kind of you know just two or three sound sources clearly something like this can make the simplest of synth bongs sound beautiful you know and fill a big gap and i think that's where the where the difference is i mean when you're doing doing sleep music and stuff it's all this stuff's all over there and then adaptive herb was my weapon of choice oh. then but it's huge Ooh, wow okay kind of top top draw hog. yeah, like yeah. A, but i mean that's what got me into it, it was huge processor hog and it sounds amazing but there wasn't so much around then that, that did this kind of thing at a reasonable price and with this stuff that's around now then you can really you know it, it makes people use less sound sources which i think is a good thing you know you realize how yes. you can get where you're going well you, you, you apply, you're applying the uh the kanye west uh, if we saw that you saw that thing yeah. that i did with federico Vidal. Yeah, no more than five things if one of those things is a massive reverb yeah. then, you've got, <laughs> then you got it you know you got to drop it to three yeah, yeah that, that's rick rubin's kind of rule you know never yeah. never more than well four things i think he said but you, if one five if one's a vocal but yeah you realize and and also listening to i've been listening to a lot of music um last of month or so um and if you're flipping between say spotify's top 50 uk and us music that that law is all over the place you know everything sounds mm. punchy and live there's very little going on really clever production if you're into that kind of thing and then if you listen to some of the bigger productions then that's where this reverb gets used you know so it's horses for courses really but i think particularly for live jams or for ambient or for space driven kind of relaxing things this this is a a way of making everything just just sound wonderful really so you can't argue with it and a good price cool, as well so as everything else so yeah bit well big gotta have a there's a big shout out for the uh, uh valhalla supermassive which if i mm. throw that up yeah lots of people saying got to mention that because that's free of course and uh probably more reverb than anybody ever needs anyway it has a it's a, a denser <laughs> sort of sound it's not quite as uh as as 
uh, sculptable, but I mean, it's easy enough to sort of uh, EQ the send or EQ the return. But uh, anyway. Well, what I would be interesting nice is combining it with um, the uh, the matrix that you've just seen and put the denser stuff on the top end and the lighter stuff on the bottom end triggered by a project. Mm. And you, could have that, you could have real. multiple you know, instances across the whole world. You've got a piano, a reverb for free. You've got the matrix for whatever it was and this for, for $49. You've spent less than $100 on something that's probably going to blow your headphones apart by the time you pan it. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> you could have like 18, what's that, nine, three nines or 20. You have 27 instances of uh, Supermassive or Sign Vibes Hollow uh, on one instance of the uh, the, the, the effects grid. Mm, yeah. I wonder how messy that can sound. <laughs> yeah. And all you have to put in is like one very small... Just go boop. Beep, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Just just a tiny little <laughs> Casio VL tone ping. Yeah. Why not? I'm sure that's possible. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, that's, that was cool. That's what else? Oh, this is another one that's interesting. I think anyway, um, I think I've got a video for this. Uh, let's just see. Is this... Yeah. Now this is something called MLFO and it's an uh, iOS app, but it will run natively on an M1. And it's this thing I've been banging on about for ages. It's basically 16 LFOs that you can run incredibly slowly, sync to a host timeline. This is running on an iPad uh, with AU uh, Ohm, I think. Uh, but it allows you to map, you know, so you just output these CCs being modulated at incredibly slow or faster rates. To, to map to synth parameters. And I've been banging on about this for ages that somebody needs to put this into a MIDI controller. So you can just go, I just want to map, you know, you can see that the, the uh, cutoff frequency is moving very, very slowly. I, again, it's a, a bit ambient. I, I think they might be using a supermassive in there somewhere as well. <laughs> but I just thought this was genius. It's 299. I mean, it's absolutely nothing. If I just go 249, to, yeah, I think. <laughs> Oh, is it two forty nine? Wow! Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. astonishing. Two pounds forty nine. Uh, that is not two hundred forty. Why don't? Why hasn't anybody <laughs> done this in hardware? Yeah. Um, I don't understand. Um, um, well, DivKid, go, go. Div oh, sorry. I was, you know, I was showing no, that I mean, DivKid module. So, I mean, oh, in a MIDI software. controller. Yeah. Oh, so in a MIDI map. controller. Because mm. yeah. I'd be, you know, just, I just want. I'd, if you just had an LFO, you just go make it as slow or fa as, as fast as is feasible, and map it to a controller and spit it out a port. I mean, it would just, it's, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be terribly difficult. And this is what they've done, the LFO. This is by a guy called Achilles Sulas. I don't know if I got his name yeah. right, but it sounded like I did. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This would be cool. I can imagine you on your iPad, Gaz. I mean, maybe if you're yeah. doing a, a, a kind of a, 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 so hooking up to your modular, very interesting. Yeah, and, and I mean, Expert you know, sleepers, the, maybe. the the platform uh, AUM uh, is, a, is so brilliant and it's still pretty unique i'm not sure if uh, if that'll run on an m1 um but uh aum as a as a as this way of building um you know kind of complex performing you know uh, a performable platform is is so it's so amazing and then putting in these 16 midi lfos uh it's it's a beautiful platform for this 
to kind of coexist yeah. within. Um, people have been asking for something like this in Ableton Live for years, you know, just sort of independent LFOs, I think. Does oh, it there, do there it is. Um, yeah, they do, it does do them. Yeah, there, there are there are definitely things hmm. in Ableton Live now. And, and certainly in, uh, since 10, uh, well, 11, actually, isn't it? They, they put, yeah, there are things that you could just map an LFO and you can just map it to particular uh, parameters. Right. Uh, I don't know how, but it... It, it, it's part of the kind of the, the, the building blocks. I think that what I like about this, I mean, the other thing that this does is you can re-trigger them on note ins and you can assign the notes so you can have them kind of firing off or starting. Mm. It just looks like a kind of cool thing. Um, yeah. Obviously, I, Dom, this sounds like the thing that you needed when you were doing your sleep app uh, stuff. Yeah. Because, I mean, totally. that very slow language changing, which is... Totally, just, totally. Just and I'm you. always constantly going on about, like, to the techno guys that you know if you're if you've got your full bar loop and your simple things going on just leave it running but twist some knobs you know get things to evolve slowly and this will this will do exactly that there are other ways of doing it i think funnily enough um the expert sleeper stuff i've got one of those uh interfaces for the the, the um modular where you can patch lfos into it but i kind of get yeah. what you mean now every time you were saying it before i was thinking well how does that was like a pitch bend thing or something but this is literally slow different waveforms that you can say right i want that to be on midi controller 32 or something which is going to just yeah, change the of, filter on this like channel this yeah. um yeah. and i can see i can see myself although there are lots of ways of doing that now i never bother to do them i'll just do a really slow <laughs> twist the knob thing and i'll record yeah. them whereas if this is in your arsenal it's like hang on i've got this i even very subtly if i use these two controls just to alter filter and resonance over the course of this 32 bar 16 bar loop i'm far more inclined to actually do it um, and it's written uh, on AudioKit framework, uh, which should be supported by everyone, yeah. which is a fabulous open source audio kit. They yeah. make the AudioKit uh, M1 synth, whatever the, the, the synth one, I think it's on there. Uh, so everyone should be supporting yeah. that anyway. But it does mean that it should be portable to, uh, you know, to Yeah, I, don't, I, I actually I downloaded it to this laptop and I was just running it. I, could, I didn't get time to, I, I was monitoring the output, but I couldn't figure out how to access the mm. ports on it. I might need to run it as a in a host somehow yeah. as an agent. No, a really nice little thing to have just there. And you know, even if you even if you turn it up to two percent on something, the, the tiny little bit of movement is going to make things more interesting, you know, or you could use yeah. it like with a vengeance to really cut things up. But mm. I think it's almost like it should be built into every channel. Do you know what I mean? A, a way of I think well just I think I, I think the issue is, isn't it, that this is the, the with controllers is it's the interpolation, isn't it? Because you've only got 128 steps. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, people quite often uh, that sort of d said, oh, well, that's why it won't sound any good. But I mean, mostly the interpolation happens on the other side. So, you know, if you're controlling it with yeah. a controller, it's interpolated in the instrument to, to kind the of instrument. Yeah, to smooth fine. between those values I mean, anyway. So I don't see why that would be an issue. You'll notice some steps, but, you know, that's yeah. that's the instrument itself. That's a, that's a fault of that. Oh, if it can't interpolate, as, as you say, between the steps, it's... Uh, has it got a pitch quantizer built in? LFOs into pitch quantizers, that's what I'm all about at the moment. I'm just loving that. So, I mean, 16 LFOs pitch quantized into things. Um, that would have to be set uh, on the LFO end, looking. I think, wouldn't it? Because it's, yeah, I mean, it, would, it yeah. would need to be set on the LFO end, I think. because Yeah, uh, but I mean, you could the, put it, if like in the AUM, you could put it in and put a pitch quantizer in before it hits the... Uh, the yeah. synth or whatever that you're controlling with yeah. um doesn't it doesn't look like it on this okay but that that though 
LFOs into pitch quantizers. I mean, I know lots of people have been doing that for years. I'm quite new to that, and it's just it, I, I just love it. I'm going to be doing lo- loads of that in my in my show tonight. Um, uh, yeah, so I can just I, mm. there are some good there are some good are you, note filters. Uh, are you using Pamela's uh, Pamela's new workout for that because that's what uh, a lot of people seem to use. I'm using I'm using a few things to do it. I'm using the uh, the four MS. Um, spherical wavetable navigator which has got a built-in sort of um, <laughs> pitch quantizer <laughs> uh, oh, the, 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 the titles are. of these things is just <laughs> fabulous isn't it the I'm just going to go and find it, the, the what? Uh, the soon because Welsh the, for noise the is soon SWN SWN is yeah, soon I'm in Welsh that, uh, for noise look, see. that's this guy Ah, uh, wow! Yeah, that's one. Of, that's one of the centerpieces of my of my rig that I'm going to be using tonight. And uh, what makes that really special is you've got like six. It's like a wavetable synth, and you've got six voices that are all that can all be entirely independent, complete voices, with um, with like an LFO that can fire, uh, that can be the en- that that shapes the envelope, and. Um, yeah, and the pitch quantizer built into it as well. There, there's a moment so, when modular becomes synthesizer, isn't there? That's that's close, I would say. That's you know. Yeah, that's I mean, funny because I, 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 I go on, guess. No, no, after you. I, I was talking to um, Andrew Huang yesterday when we did this interview, and I was because we were, you know, he's doing all of this stuff. You know, he did this the the space top, the uh, what was it called, the, uh, the the album, the concept album that way sort of in space. Uh, he's got the flip sampler. He's got all these other things. He's doing the courses on monthly, and he's hmm. and he's also got a massive modular. And it's like and a kid uh, <laughs> that's under one. I mean, I, I just uh, wow. Those are the, uh, if you were put to put the most incompatible set of things together in terms of. <laughs> management those would be yeah. about about it and that, that's that's the thing with modular isn't it i mean but it's yeah. process i mean i think a lot of people use modular almost as a, a, a as just like in the same way that i might use a uh, an infinite reverb it's just a sort of unwind time i'm not trying to do anything particularly i'm just enjoying myself and fiddling about i mean obviously you've got a gig yeah. tonight so that makes it a yeah. bit more real no obviously. but 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 it, but that's what it's been exactly what you said is what it's been like for me most of mostly now to actually take it and sort of do that in front of people sort of really just kind of change things up a little bit. Um, <laughs> th- thankfully, it's only a fifteen minute slot, so you know my scope for kind of boring the pants off everyone is sort of limited by time. So you can see how far you can how far those pants you can bore off in fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> how many get people? To the can, knees. How many people get to the knees. Get to fall, How long does it take to get people to fall asleep? But only in a fifteen minute window. That would be yeah. That would be challenging. But designing. Me, I mean, I could. I, I, well, I would. I, well, I would. I would venture that what I would do is take uh, the uh, effects grid. Uh, 27 instances of, of supermassive exactly. and one sign <laughs> ping. Yeah. Yeah. That'll do exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. And a 15 minute if long tail. If, yeah, if exactly. your big deal is uh, LFOs into pitch quantizers, mine is uh, PWM modulated at audio rates, which is new to me. So that, you can get some really. Ah, cool well, the, the funny you should say that. Mm. Wow. Look at him go. He, <laughs> I, I, if, I'm so glad that Dom's here. He's keeping me on track. Uh, so this is this has been on the on the uh, in the topic list for a while. Uh, I'm going to play this now, but this is this, my friends. I think is how one runs a modular company and shows people how good your stuff is. 
This is AJ Synth. They do a patch of the week. And this one, they just do... Uh, what they've done is they've basically taken uh, PWM and run it at audio rates. And it's a really... has a very unique... touch of the infinite reverb about it as well. Sorry, I was getting lost. I was getting lost. I was doing that thing. So basically, this was uh, using the AJH synth uh, modules, which do sound fantastic. In fact, I know quite a lot of people have used them to sort of build before uh, more of the hardware uh, uh, Minimogs were uh, were kind of available. They build, they would make their own Minimog out of the AJH uh, um, synth stuff. And uh, Alan is a really, I mean, he's, he's a total synth node, lovely guy. And really into the details and uh, i just thought this was such a brilliant idea um and they've done it really well and for me it's like well that's if i was making modular that's what i you know if somebody said what should we do to market our stuff i'd say do what they do just do these really compelling demos and showing just how great the stuff is uh, but yes dom you said that you uh you were you were keen on trying this well, out partly Partly because of that video, actually, and, and honestly, I know that was smooth, but I'd forgotten that was why I triggered it. It was when I was watching this, and it was like, oh, that's a really good idea. Um, so I was off kind of this morning, just just kind of patching things in. It never even occurred to me. It's crazy. That's one of the beautiful examples of of modular, where you pretty much, unless you're plugging inputs to outputs, or um, you know, you can't really blow anything up. So you can drive these things in a way that you wouldn't normally patch on a normal synthesizer. It's like, that is a genius idea. Because, I mean, obviously you're well known for your love of PWM, but it makes it makes uh, single os oscillator synths kind of move if you're just patching it to the envelope or to the LFO. But audio rate driving is, is, is really superb. And you can look at the way the waveform changes and it's like, oh, that's nuts, you know. So, yes. Yeah. And then I got lost down the rabbit hole of, of, of this guy, uh, who I didn't really know that much about, but not only does he make these great videos that you can just go off, there's a lot of them on there and there's a lot of product on there. So, you know, you're not left wanting when you find his site, look at those things and then see the quality and the sound of these things that they're putting together. Um, he's been around a long time, hasn't he? Um, and I don't think he's making the videos, but, uh, it, it, no, yeah, but the guy behind there's, AJ there's a great Edge, library you know, of stuff there. Really, yeah. really yeah. good. So I was, I was lost and, uh, and I'd actually got so lost. I'd completely forgotten that that's what triggered my newfound love of um, of, of audio rate-driven PWM, but that's a whole new synthesis type of working that's new to me. So brilliant. Thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. I, I, one of the things that I did, uh, just, just while as an aside before I come to you, Gaz, uh, the JX8P does not have PWM. I couldn't believe it. It's got very limited waveforms, um, but still can sound really good. Uh, and but I did find if you take two square waves and then you sync them and then you modulate the pitch of one very slightly, you get you can get sort of simulated PWM. It's not the same thing though, Gaz. PWM featuring mm. in much in your synthesis um, <laughs> no, bag well, of goodies? I, not massively, because I think in a way when I started doing the kind of modular thing, initially I was thinking it was more being much more building things fundamentally, like doing this kind of stuff. Uh, but actually I'm... What I've tried to sort of build is more of a kind of, I don't want to say a groove box, but, you know, I can do pieces, ah, okay. chords, and all that kind of stuff. And then, so I'm actually using more kind of 
modules which are complete synth voices and so more about mm, the music effects and yeah well yeah, yeah well that's fine that. nothing wrong with that <laughs> no, but yeah i've heard i've heard music's quite popular <laughs> 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 yeah um but i mean finding a way to making music really is the key i think i mean that does sound really nice it does have a very pleasing musical quality to the to the sound of it or certainly in that in that particular video um but i do kind of struggle sometimes with some of the you know synth processes you know it can kind of go yeah all right i can make it do this i can wave fold and do all these kind of things but you know it's having a reason to do that um, and that's why some, that's what I really lack with kind of modulars. I don't know why I'd want to do that. I don't quite know why. I mean, yeah, yeah. And well, there is a I'm lot like, of that. Right. Just because you just because you can doesn't mean you should. Because you you're right, right. Yeah. Oh, there's a possible title. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> it's a bit too long, but uh, just because you can. No, no, that's quite long. I don't know if I'll fit it in. Doesn't mean you should. Uh, yeah, can, it doesn't mean you should. I, I think that'd be too long. Yeah. Too long. You could use some prints type uh, abbreviations, maybe. I could, couldn't I? Yeah. Oh well, I might. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we, we, we're we're kind of well, <laughs> just because you could, you shouldn't. Yeah, d yeah d exactly. you shouldn't. Yeah. Don't. And maybe I just abbreviate it down to don't. Yeah, just don't bother. <laughs> just it's don't. like didgeridoo don't. Yes, that was always my uh, my, my preferred. <laughs> <That's great>. um, <laughs> oh, um, okay. Well, we 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 do get have a couple of. Uh, um, picks for uh for this week uh there's something that we mm. introduce every once in a while gaz you do, you went for i'm gonna now i don't know if i uh, i'll pro probably play this and then we'll get busted but i'll just do very very quick so this is soft machine oh, yeah. soft space from 1978 yeah oh what happened there then i've got an ad playing that's no good that's not it no that's the ad on the so that's if i play it a lot of yeah on that. I'm not sure how I felt that. that, that okay. I don't think that that's a very representative clip of that. It sounded a little bit like music yeah. bed to a cheap sports show, but that's not what it starts out no. like. So, Gaz, why why have you chosen the this? Uh, that's that. I suppose that's the question. Well, um, this is a tune that um, the great Steve Davis uh, played for me uh, last week, and I uh, I thought it was really great and um, and really totally unbelievably untypical of soft machine i think it came out uh, i think carl jenkins uh welshman who was uh who sort of um led soft machine for many years in the 70s he i think it was like an entire um piece that he made himself um uh, and, and tagged it on the end of a live album so it's, it's a real kind of has Random. nothing to do with the, the live album yeah <laughs> and, and i and, it, and uh and it's very very Giorgio moroto inspired um I, it's a brilliant track, a really, really great track. So I urge people to check it out, Soft Space, because you, you know, Soft Machine uh, certainly by that point in their career, they started off as a, in the sixties as a, they were Britain's first psychedelic band, um, oh. and their first albums are quite out there, and they kind of they psychedelicized uh, Jimi Hendrix um, amongst other amongst other accolades, um, but then they became a much more kind of serious -y sort of jazzy fusion thing in the 70s so this really doesn't feel anything like uh, any of the rest of it but um it's a fantastic track but i think the reason why i like to point that one out is just it, it, you know what tracks are just totally uh, surprising by a certain artist and this this is a great you know this is a great example of of a of a song that 
you know, if you really didn't like that fusion-y kind of stuff, which I know a lot of people don't, um, you would overlook this track. And I think... Uh, Hidden yeah. Gems. I, I, Hidden Gems. I did read a review of that album and uh, by some jazz... Uh, jazz kind of critic who loathed and despised this song it was an abomination <laughs> and, uh, uh, always worth yeah. listening to yeah, yeah always yeah. worth listening yeah well thank yeah. thank you very much for that gaz and uh dom i think we've got one from you as well let me just find this uh yes super excited about this my um wagyu just ah, said in the chat 39 pound for a brain massage was also a very good show title which obviously that's that's a there. good yeah let me uh, i'm gonna put that one down here because uh, oh, i'll really? play the i'll just put this up now because uh then um you can explain oh god it's yes. doing the cookie thing that's the thing that's so annoying about this all right okay hold on get that out of the yeah, way that's a great idea that cookie thing it's made, it's made the internet much safer not wasted any so this is the uh fisher space expander i think you might have mentioned something about this before isn't yes. this a sort of super dub um kind of thing yeah yeah i'm so excited uh let me just see i've bought this rusty what old piece it? of uh piece of thing um so this is the main the main bit Whoa, uh, and there are there? valves that are going to go in here but they're in a oh, separate box. It's, right. all, it's all working inside here is not all rusted up i know it's all good so i'm just going to clean it up a little bit so that's the main unit um it has one of these that uh if i can come where's the focus to adjust it and wow. there's rumors that people used to put these in the car, which I think started from here because you could put that under the dashboard. Those, those rumors aren't aren't true. And then there's this that will give away what it is, which is the, the reverb tank. It's got uh, just uh, safe in there. But this is the original Fisher Space Expander reverb nice. tank. Now, this is basically um, what King Tubby did on all the amazing... <gasps> dub records no that way, they used. Now, he, no used way. he used these more from necessity rather than because they were great but, but this was originally designed to go on your hi-fi to give you a stadium sound so you would literally <laughs> put your record player into here and then out from there into the amp into the speakers uh, and then you could adjust the amount of spring reverb that got added to the sound and it's called a Fisher Space Expander and like I say there is this amazing rumour which I wish was true that you could fit it in your car on your car stereo and, and and drive around but it's got 110 volt um power supply so i'm just <laughs> waiting for an adapter to come to power it um but it it's i don't know whether it sounds sounds great i, I mean I've, i haven't heard this one yet i've heard others they do sound good um like i say it was a necessity rather than a thing but there is a certain sound to the spring reverbs used on those dub records and i'm so into that at the moment have been for the last few years I, this came up and i just thought i've got to got to get this clean it up and get it working and all the wiring inside is is point to point so it's like you know you can't repair a new car you have to plug it into a computer these you can repair old cars you can repair these so i might can turn it into a plug-in and you know it's, it's it's easy to repair if anything's gone down and the valve circuitry on the preamp will make it just sound interesting and yeah so i'm really i'm really excited that's that kind of stuff really floats my boat so yes yes excellent right. well so, i'm very happy for you that you got that on, it does look is it missing yeah. a few valves because it looks like it's got um it's yeah they're in a box they came with them they didn't want to ship it with um with the valves in situ so there's a separate box uh that ah, i've got okay. backstage there with it all in but um yeah it just looks just like the sort of thing that you find in a sort well. of 
a Second World War plane wreck, you know, <laughs> on yeah, some desert right. island somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a brilliant. It's Fisher. Uh, he became a very successful guy. He, um, is it Avon Fisher? He, he, uh, invented hi-fi to a large degree. I think he designed the world's first um, transistorized amplifier. And when oh, I mean, wow, he was a okay. multimillionaire. He sold his, Avon Fisher Hall is, is a very, I think it's been renamed now, but it's a very prestigious uh, uh, hall that you can play in, in in America that's just been renamed the David Geffen Hall, I think. So this guy, I mean, he sold his company for like 30 million pounds in the 60s. Um, and he did a lot wow. of work on radio in the war, I think. But yeah, he wasn't just a loopy kind of guy who thought, wouldn't it be great if we all had spring reverbs on our hi-fis? He, he went on to really, really massive things. So, uh, yeah, amazing. Nice. Once you start digging into nice. this stuff. Just, uh, oh, I'm pleased yeah. to hear that. Uh, well, I've got a pick as well, which uh, just happened to come up. Um, it, uh, let me see if I just hit you there. Then this is the uh, this is the starter. I mean, it, it's 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 not what you'd call high tech. It's a 25 quid class compliant USB audio interface. With uh, mine's slightly different actually. Mine's got a um, uh, a headphone input, a mic input, a headset input. But what's interesting is the U the output has got either line out or USB or, or uh, SP diff on optical for 25 quid. And it, you can plug this into a phone. You can plug it into kind of pretty much anything, and it just kind of works. And I just thought. That's cool. I mean, there's no. I, I'm sure people will figure out. Maybe you could use it as a raspberry in a raspberry Pi. There's just like it's like a utilitarian, super cheap. I mean, it's. I'm not. I'm not saying it sounds great, but it sounds better than probably a bunch of other things. Um, that uh, so that's my pick of the week. Uh, as you can tell, I, perhaps I was struggling a little bit for one, but you know, there you go. hey. So, uh, right, uh, I think we must be at the end of uh, the show. So I want to say thank you to everybody for joining us. Thanks to all the chatties, uh, all the people in the uh, Discord uh, over there, and Discord, the IRC, the YouTube, and the Facebook, uh, and the Twitch, all of that stuff. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for all those people that... Uh, popped in a little bit of uh, extra love into the super comments and if you joined our patreon your name will come up at the end but dom thank you so much for joining us thank it's you it's been a pleasure um have you got a show this week what's what's happening on your show on sunday a sunday show with jim glue talking about uh, all things musical um it was very, some really good stuff actually we had synth dog on last sunday which is well worth a look he writes those amazing manuals um really good insight into the way his his mind works but yeah jim glue who's in the chat at the moment is coming on we're just going to talk about how to make music and just do some funky things so please come and join me, Mr. Wiggly YouTube channel, 7pm on Sunday, UK time. Absolutely. And I suppose, Gaz, uh, you won't be uh, actually doing your, your <laughs> no. show tonight because you're actually doing a show yeah. show show, a real yeah. show. So. Yeah, so that is uh, Lost Horizon from 7pm tonight, Bristol. Free entry. Um, we all play synths. Uh, if you can't make it tonight, but it is something that you are interested in maybe coming to or even performing in, um, there's a Facebook group. Um, and if you're, you know, relatively local or wherever you are, so if you can make it, um, come along. Um, but if that sort of thing doesn't float your boat, I'm playing with my surf band Rumbelows on Saturday, which is like, you know, the stark opposite i guess is a really raw instrumental guitar surf music uh at the harbour side and that's a free show saturday in bristol um so wow, come along with a vengeance for the gigs that. nice yeah nice. so yeah brilliant Definitely try and stream your gig on the phone tonight though if you can get anyone to do it because there's loads of people in the chat asking to 
Even if it's okay. a dodgy phone stream, it'd be great to see it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, we'll see. I'd like to. We'll, we'll try. I'll try. Uh, Lee might be coming along. So if Lee's in the chat room, maybe he could help out. Yeah, uh, cool. Lee Camp. Um, but yeah, brilliant. Cool. Okay, well, uh, that but that that's it for this week. Thank you very much, everybody, for watching. Thanks to our sponsors uh, and all of you lot out there for for showing um, and all our Patreon supporters are much appreciated. So, uh, with it, without further ado, we'll say goodbye. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, I'll do a quick four up. We'll see you all. Take care. See you next time. Bye.